Good evening. Welcome to the mock court-martial of Poe Dameron. My name is Joshua Gilliland. I'm one of the founding attorneys of the Legal Geeks. Thank you for joining us tonight. Friday at 8 o'clock, and it's a full house. Justice is the force that holds society together. We are here tonight to discuss the legal issues from The Last Jedi, specifically the actions of Poe. There are multiple charges against Poe for for what happened throughout The Last Jedi, and we will explore those tonight. And so, please, all rise for the Honorable Judge Mitch Devon for a mock trial tonight. Please be seated. This Article 39A session is called to order. Your Honor, this court-martial is convened by Court-Martial Convening Order Number 37, Resistance Headquarters, dated December 9, 2017. The charges have been properly referred to this court for trial and were served on the accused. The prosecution is ready to proceed in the case of the Resistance versus Captain Poe Dameron. The accused... <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzballs. <laughs> The accused and the following persons detailed to this court are present. The jury will disregard fuzzballs. <laughs> yes, Your Honor. Colonel Mitch Debnan, military judge, Major Megan Hitchcock and Major Thomas Harper, prosecution, and Major Christine Peake and Major Stephen Chu, defense counsel. I'd ask trial counsel to announce the general nature of the charges, please. Your Honor, the general nature of the charges in this case are three violations of the Resistance Uniform Code of Military Justice, including failure to obey an an order in violation of Article 92, mutiny and sedition in violation of Article 94, and conduct unbecoming an officer and a gentleman in violation of Article 133. I'd ask the accused and defense counsel to please stand. Captain Dameron, how do you now plead? Not guilty. You may all be seated. Court is called to order. Trial counsel, you may open. Thank you, Your Honor. The facts of the case are these. During the evacuation of Dakar, then-Wing Commander Poe Dameron disobeyed a direct order from General Leia Organa and led an attack on the First Order Dreadnought Fulminatrix. His actions resulted in the death of the entire Cobalt Squadron, eight bombers and three X-Wings, and reduced the resistance down to 400 people on three capital ships. Dameron subsequently received a battlefield demotion to the rank of captain by General Organa. Minutes later, General Organa was gravely injured, and Vice Admiral Amelyn Holdo, eh, Holdo was placed in command of the Radis. She instructed then-Captain Poe Dameron to stick to his post and obey orders. Instead, Captain Dameron secretly organized and sanctioned a plan to infiltrate the First Order Mega-Class Star Dreadnought Supremacy. When Captain Dameron finally divulged his secret plan, 
to Vice Admiral Holdo. In, in an effort to obtain her assistance, she refused to authorize his actions. Captain Dameron then relieved Vice Admiral Holdo of her duties while holding her at Blaster Point and took over the control of the Radice's bridge. These are the facts of the case, and they are undisputed. That's right, the story I just told you is the exact same story that you're gonna hear from Poe Dameron and the exact same story you're gonna hear from General Organa. Furthermore, the prosecution will also demonstrate that Captain Dameron, in performing these acts, did so willfully and intentionally and in complete disregard of the possible consequences therein. Now, Majors Chu and Peek are gonna try and pull off a little Jedi mind trick and they're gonna try a little misdirection. They're gonna try and win your hearts with stories of his passion and his dedication to the resistance so that he can justify his actions against an evil foe. They'll have no evidence, mind you, none, but it's gonna be a good, and, a good show and entertaining. When we get to the end, all the forced trickery will, in the world will not have been able to divert your attention from the fact that the resistance has now been decimated to a handful of people because Captain Dameron not only violated a direct order, but also took it upon himself to lead an unsanctioned rogue mission that ultimately led to the First Order securing classified intel about the evacuation decree. These are the facts of the case, and they are undisputed. Thank you, Your Honor. Does the defense counsel wish to open? Yes, Your Honor. Good evening, Your Honor, and members of the purely advisory jury. <laughs> Poe Dameron has dedicated his life to the resistance. When General Organa called on him to carry out the most dangerous and important missions, he was always first in line to risk his life, to be a champion for those who could not fight, because he could not accept a galaxy ruled by cruelty. And now, Poe Dameron stands accused of mutiny, disobeying orders, and conduct unbecoming. Now during this trial, you're going to hear evidence that as Dameron was completing a mentally and physically exhausting run on the Dreadnought Fulminatrix, he disobeyed an order to disengage because he feared the consequences if he did not finish the job. And the evidence will also show that he has already been punished for that offense, on the spot. He is now Captain Dameron, not Wing Commander Dameron. To prove the charge of mutiny, the prosecution must show beyond a reasonable doubt that Poe Dameron, the leader of Black Squadron, who survived torture at the hands of Kylo Ren, who then went on to fire the shot that destroyed the Starkiller base, that Poe Dameron had specific intent to usurp or override the lawful military authority of the resistance, the organization he had so faithfully served from the moment General Organa personally recruited him. But the law provides that if Captain Dameron could not have formed that specific intent because he made an honest mistake of fact, then he cannot be guilty of mutiny. The evidence in this case will show that at the time of the alleged offense, Dameron started to doubt Vice Admiral Holder's loyalty and that his doubt grew to the point where he honestly but mistakenly believed that she was a traitor and as stupid as that sounds, you're going to hear that's actually the word he yelled at her, traitor, 
The same word Kylo Ren yelled at Finn, the rebel formerly known as FN2187. <laughs> now, you might already be asking, how could Dameron make such a completely asinine mistake? Holdo's not a traitor, she's a hero. But as you'll hear, in the days leading up to the alleged offense, Dameron was suffering from battle fatigue and abnormally high stress even for him. During this short span of time, he watched Kylo Ren execute Lor Santeca and order the massacre of innocent civilians on Jakku. He survived torture at the hands of the First Order only to be immediately thrown back into dogfight after dogfight, repeatedly getting hit by intense G-forces from the experimental booster engine installed on Black One. Only after these events did his judgment begin to fail him. Your Honor and members of the purely advisory jury, you all know how the First Order deals with mistakes. You all know what justice looks like to them. But at the close of the evidence, it will be up to the court to decide what justice looks like for us, the last of the resistance, the survivors. We ask the court to consider the risk of blindly following orders, and we respectfully ask for a verdict of not guilty on all counts. Thank you. Order, your, your Honor, motion to strike the applause. <laughs> the record will reflect dead silence. <laughs> Trial counsel, you may proceed. Your Honor, the resistance calls General Leia Organa. Ma'am, what rank do you hold in the resistance? I'm a general of the resistance. As a general, is there anyone higher ranking than you? At this time, there is not. Is it fair to say that, as a general, you're up here and Captain Dameron is down here? That's typically how ranking systems go. Ma'am, how do you know Captain Dameron? I've known Poe's family for a very long time. His parents helped me in the original rebellion against the Empire. Um, as was stated, I recruited him as soon as I started the resistance because he was one of the best pilots I had ever seen, and he has become one of my most trusted uh, people. Princess, princess, that's quite It enough. is general, Major. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, based on your experience, would you say that Captain Dameron is often rash? Have you met an X-Wing pilot before? Ma'am, to be fair, before this, I was a cook in the resistance, but the Battle of Crate really opened some career doors for me. Obviously. Relevance. Ma'am, as a general, do you expect that your orders will be followed? I do. When you give an order, is it subject to debate? Typically, no. If you were to, say, order a subordinate to get into the garbage chute flyboy, would you expect that that order be followed through? I would. When your orders are disobeyed by subordinates, can people get hurt or injured? Or hurt or die? They can. Ma'am, I want to take you forward to the evacuation of resistance forces from Dakar. Now that evacuation was triggered by the first order bringing their fleet uh, into orbit above our base, was it not? It was. It was because we destroyed Starkiller Base, and that gave away our position, so we needed to get off the planet immediately before they tracked us back there. Ma'am, what was Captain Dameron's role during that evacuation operation? 
During the evacuation, uh, then Commander Dameron at the time, as soon as the First Order fleet showed up, he came up with a plan to distract the First Order while we waited for the last of our transports to get off planet. Is it accurate that our forces had four ships above Dakar and a handful of starfighters? That is correct. Did our forces in orbit above Dakar have the firepower to go toe-to-toe and destroy the First Order fleet? Absolutely not. The First Order fleet showed up with three Star Destroyers and that dreadnought. We had a handful of ships, including a medical frigate. And with that in mind, with that lack of firepower, what was the resistance objective then? It was to escape. As a wing commander at the time, is it fair to say that Captain Dameron would have been well aware of that objective? He would have. When the last of the resistance forces escaped Dakar and boarded the Radis, what did you instruct Poe to do? I instructed him to come on back. Was this an invitation or an order? That was an order. Ma'am, was there any ambiguity, ambiguity in what you ordered Poe to do? There was not. He argued a little bit because he saw an opportunity to destroy that dreadnought. However, I gave him an order and I said, that is an order. Ma'am, what did Poe do in response? Um, he either pretended he couldn't hear me or just ignored it or maybe turned off his comm and proceeded to do it anyways. And what happened during that attack? To the... <laughs> Ma'am, what happened during, uh, during Poe's side quest for glory there? The end result was that the dreadnought was destroyed, but at the cost of all of our bombers. How many bombers was that, ma'am? We had eight bombers. How many crew members are aboard each of those resistance bombers? There were five per bomber. That was 40 lives. Did any of those 40 souls survive? They did not. Ma'am, let's move forward to uh, a a point in time after the resistance attack. You were incapacitated for a time after uh, an attack on the Radis, were you not? I was. When you regained consciousness, what was happening aboard the Radis? Objection, Your Honor. Calls for speculation, calls for hearsay. Uh, Your Honor, we all know why Vice Admiral Holdo can't be here to testify about what was going on. (laughs) Objections overruled. Ma'am, what was happening aboard the Radis? When I came to, there was general hubbub of that Poe had taken the bridge, or at that time our secondary bridge. Where did you find Captain Dameron at the time, ma'am? I found him on that bridge. Was the bridge sealed or was it open? It was sealed. And you cut your way onto that bridge, did you not? Not me personally, but yes, the door had to be forced open. When you found Captain Dameron, was he armed? He was armed. And what state was the Radis in? He had prepped the ship for hyperspace. Had, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, he had prepped a jump. Had either you or Vice Admiral Holdo authorized that jump to light speed? As I was incapacitated, I did not. And as I found out later, Admiral Holdo did not either. Thank you, ma'am. I have no further questions for this witness. Cross-exam. The audience or the advisory jury will hold its applause till the end, please. You'll have your chance. Your Honor, we have no objection to that applause. (laughs) How about laughter? Do you like that? Yes, Your Honor. General Organa, you founded the resistance, correct? I did. And you did that because you believed the First Order posed a threat to the galaxy. I did. You were actually the one who recruited Captain Dameron, weren't you? I was. And I thought I heard you say you recruited him even though you knew he could be rash. 
Is that right? I knew him when he was younger, and he was ambitious as teenagers were, and all pilots tend to have a sense of recklessness about them. So he could be rash. You could say that. You sent Dameron on some pretty dangerous missions, didn't you? I did. Um, Was one of those missions to go to Jakku to find a map to your brother? It was. And on that mission, Captain Dameron was captured by Kylo Ren, correct? He was. General, isn't it true that Kylo Ren is your son? Objection, Your Honor. Assumes facts not in canon. (laughs) (laughs) Your Honor, if I may, this goes to the witness's credibility. Overruled. Please answer, General. Ben Solo was my son. Are you aware Captain Dameron witnessed your son kill Lor Santeca on Jakku? He told me he did. What about the fact that Dameron witnessed your son order the deaths of innocent civilians? Did Dameron report that to you? He did. And did he also report that your son tortured him on the finalizer? He did. And after all of that, Captain Dameron was put back on active flight status for both the confrontation on Takodana and the assault on Starkiller Base, wasn't he? Have you ever tried to stop Poe when he thinks he can help? He flew those missions, correct? He did. And then just after the destruction of Starkiller Base, you had Captain Dameron engage the First Order in the evacuation of Dakar. Again, that was his plan. Thinking back to the time when Dameron returned to the Radis after leading an assault that took out a First Order dreadnought, you demoted him on the spot, correct? I did. And you slapped him for good measure. <laughs> I got my point across. But you didn't put <clears throat> Captain Dameron in custody, did you? No. Didn't you also tell him at that time that you needed him to learn there are things that you can't solve by jumping in an X-wing and blowing things up? I did. And right after that, didn't you give Dameron permission to, quote, jump in an X-wing and blow something up? Situations change in those very few moments. We suddenly found ourselves at the mercy of the entire First Order fleet. So yes, at the time, that is what I needed him to do. Thank you. Now, now thinking back to the time you took control of the Radis after leaving the medical suite, you stunned Dameron, correct? I did. And after you stunned him, you had him loaded onto one of the transports. Yes, we were during our evacuation. He wasn't handcuffed, was he? Say that one more time, please. He wasn't handcuffed, was he? No, he was unconscious. (laughs) Well, eventually he woke up, right? Yes. And he wasn't physically restrained in any way? No. And when he woke up, that's when you explained to him that the First Order wasn't monitoring for small transports, right? Correct. And when you reached the rebel base on crate, you didn't physically restrain him then either? I did not. not. In fact, he led a team of resistant soldiers and ski speeders against the First Order, didn't he? He did. And after everyone had retreated to the base, you told them to follow Dameron to find a way out, didn't you? I did. He had the plan, and it was a good one. Now, General, you yourself have a long history of opposing tyranny, correct? I do. And you were personally involved in transmitting the plans for the original Death Star to the Rebel Alliance, weren't you? I was. And those plans made it into your possession because a brave group of rebels went to Scarif to retrieve them. Isn't that right? That is correct. And isn't it also correct that Rogue One launched after Mon Mothma and the Alliance Council denied permission? That is what I was told. 
Thank you. I have no further questions at this time. Is there a redirect? No, Your Honor. All right. Do you have any other witnesses, trial counsel? Your Honor, the government rests. All right. Does the defense uh, intend to call any witnesses? Yes, Your Honor. The defense calls the Honorable Captain Dameron. Your Honor, uh, I noticed that uh, Captain Dameron is armed, and I would request, and he's under court martial, so I would ask that defense counsel disarm him to, uh, to ensure the safety of the prosecuting team. I've been, to- <laughs> I've been told that he shoots blanks. <laughs> Wait till the next movie. <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. Good to go. <laughs> Captain Dameron. Good evening. We'll assume that the jury is generally familiar with you. However, could you briefly tell us who you are and what you do in the resistance? Well, like, uh, it's been stated already, uh, I'm Captain Poe Dameron, former wing commander with the resistance under uh, General uh, Organa, have been for some time. Um, she's, I've, I think you've heard a lot of it already. I've, I've done several missions for her, and um, I, I act on her behest most of the time, and um, I, I'm here to, to rid this uh, galaxy of the First Order if it's the last thing I do. And you're an X-Wing pilot? Yes, I am. Are you a good X-Wing pilot? Well, you know, this court might find me guilty, innocent, whatever, but the one thing they're not going to find is a better pilot in this galaxy. (laughs) Captain Dameron, were you involved in the evacuation of Dakar? I was. And let's get right to it then. During that evacuation, did you refuse an order to stand down? I did. Tell us about that, please. Well, the first order came into orbit above Dakar just as the last transports were getting off the surface. Um, we were not in any kind of offensive posture whatsoever. So and in some sort of action I was going to take was to engage them, and I pulled directly in front of uh, General Hux's Star Destroyer, tried to raise him on the, on the communicator and get his attention just as a you know, distracting measure. Uh, before we could uh, get the uh, rest of the fleet in position to jump. So, Captain, you faced an entire fleet of Star Destroyers on your own? I did. What happened after that? Well, at that point, the Fulminatrix uh, also came into uh, orbit, which is a Dreadnought-class Star Destroyer, and it's a fleet killer. It's there to do one thing, and it's destroy everything in its path. So I engaged the Fulminatrix at that time. And can you... Explain to us um, what happened. Describe for us the battle, please. Well, we engaged it, but I was having malfunction with the booster engine at that time. My BB unit had to uh, get in there and take care of uh, things like it's done many times before, and it's saved my butt. So the first thing that had to go were the fleet, uh, the, the surface guns. Because without, with those still operational, there would have been no chance of anyone escaping. So I engaged to destroy those. What was the purpose in clearing out the surface cannons? They're the first line that they're going to use against our ships, so those had to go first. So that was the first target, and I began to engage and destroy those. 
And after destroying those, um, what happened? Well, I heard from uh, General Organa that, well, she told me not to engage, but those had to go. So, Was the bomber fleet coming in at that time? At that point, that's when the bomber mission began, and I gave them the order to attack. Were you in touch, were you in communication with the resistance command at that time? I was. Who were you speaking to? I was speaking with General Ghana. What did she tell you, if anything? She told me to disengage. Did you understand the order? I did. Did you hear the order? I heard it. And what did you do? I engaged. <laughs> Why did you do that, Captain? If I hadn't done something right then and there, the rest of the fleet would be gone. We would have been destroyed in place. There would have been no jump. There would have been no chance whatsoever. So something had to be done. So you proceeded with the attack on the Fulminatrix? I did. Were you successful? The Fulminatrix was destroyed, yes. Did you suffer any losses? I did. What were the losses? Complete loss of my bomber squadron. When you returned to the fleet, did you see General Organa? I did. What happened? Well, she smacked me right in the mouth and demoted me right then. Did you argue with her, Captain? There was no time to discuss it as a committee, so we had to move on to bigger problems. So you accepted the demotion? I did. You did not challenge it? No. Moving ahead then, let's turn to the events that happened after that. Do you recall Vice Admiral Amelin Holda? I do. And getting right to the point, did you remove her from command? I did. Tell us what happened. Well, at that point, as soon as she was placed in command, well, the general was incapacitated, um, I went and introduced myself to her. I'd never met her before. So I went and introduced herself, and I wanted to find out what the, issue, what the plan was going to be. We needed action right then and there, but I was met with you know, some sort of resistance, didn't want to give me any information. So I didn't feel like I was part of the plan, part of the solution. What was your impression of Vice Admiral Holdo? I had heard stories about her, but when I, I saw her, I, it didn't strike me as a military commander. Was that unusual for you to be kept out of the loop? Absolutely. Why? Well, General Organa usually came to me, usually first, to either tell me the plan or come up with a plan for an attack or any other mission that was required. What was the situation facing the resistance at that time? It was dire. We were under attack. We had to make the, the jumps. We were running out of fuel. So it was, it was pretty bad. So given the dire circumstances and given that you were not in the loop, what did you do? Well, at that point, Finn and a technician, uh, Rose Tico, came to me with a plan. And that was that they were going to disable the shields on the supremacy, get in and disable the uh, light speed tracking device so we could get away. Did you inform Vice Admiral Holdo of that plan? At that no, time? I did not. Why not? She was not receptive to anything I had to say prior to that. We were just running away. Something had to be done. So it was a decision I made on my own and had them carry it out. Did you ever begin to learn what Vice Admiral Holdo's plans were? I never saw the actual plan. I was never brought in on it, but I saw transports eventually being fueled up. And again, it seemed like we were just running away and not 
putting up some sort of fight or some sort of plan to get away from the First Order. So what did you do at that time, Captain? Well, at that point, I didn't see any other choice. I took it upon myself and some other fellow officers to remove her from command. So did you and your friends carry out your plan? Well, they attempted, but it failed. So it was not successful? It was not. And you removed Vice Admiral Holdo from command? I did. Why did you take such an extreme action? Because at that point, it was about as extreme as it possibly gets. We're running out of fuel. Transports are being fueled up to escape. There's, there's nothing else that could have been done to my knowledge. All I saw was just run away, run away, run away. And that's not something I do. Was the very survival of the resistance at hand? That would be the definition of it right then and there. Captain, do you think it is proper for a soldier to simply disobey an order with which they disagree? In some cases, yes, I do. How so? Well, we've already heard about you know, the Rogue One mission, Cassian Andor, Jin Erso. But maybe you've heard of Order 66. You know, there was a case where soldiers just blindly carried out orders, and that ended up wiping out the Jedi. These are stories my parents told me. Okay? So they blindly followed orders, wipe out the Jedi without any kind of pushback. Maybe you've heard of the 501st Legion. They were almost wiped out by just following orders, following orders, under a General Krell, I believe it was. He ordered them into battle. They kept sending them in there, getting killed and getting wiped out. So eventually, some of their leaders within the unit pushed back and disobeyed orders to save lives. And it turns out that that general, General Krell, was a traitor. So yes, their situations absolutely, when blindly following orders, is not the right course of action. So if I hear you correctly, Captain, you're saying that when there are exceptional circumstances... One should not blindly follow orders? Absolutely. Captain, in hindsight, in hindsight now, knowing what you do now, um, would you have done things differently? I would have. However, at the time, knowing only what you knew at that time, would you have done anything differently? No, I would not. When you confronted Admiral, Vice Admiral Holdo and removed her from command, did you say anything to her? Yes, I did. What did you say? I called her a traitor and a coward. Do you have any regrets? Knowing what I know now, absolutely I do. What are your regrets? She was neither. When I saw what happened, it turns out that she was one of the bravest commanders I've ever seen. If Vice Admiral Holdo were still here and you could talk to her, what would you say to her? I would tell her I would follow her orders to the T. Thank you. Now people are crying. <laughs> Cross exam, please. Thank you, Your Honor. Captain Dameron. It is Captain, right? I think we've established that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. After the evacuation of Dakar was completed, General Organa told you to bring back your squad, didn't she? Yes. And you refused, didn't you? Yes. And then she ordered you to disengage, correct? She did. In fact, she said, this is an order, right? I believe so. But you didn't disengage, did you? No, I did not. In fact, 
you intentionally turned down your radio, didn't you? No, I turned it off. Oh, well. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Because you wanted to take down the dreadnought, right? Absolutely. And you then led eight bombers into the attack on the dreadnought, correct? Correct. And each of those had five crew members? They did. And none of those people survived, did they? No, they did not. Hmm. But something had to be done. Okay. So let's go uh, a little forward in time. After General Organa was injured, it was Vice Admiral Holdo who was put into command, not you, correct? Correct. Okay. And at that time, you were aware of Vice Admiral Holdo, or you were aware that Vice Admiral Holdo had successfully led resistance forces in combat at the Battle of the Chiron Belt, correct? I heard the story, yes. Okay. Um, is it fair to say that Vice Admiral Holdo rubbed you the wrong way when she took command? She wasn't open to anything I had to say, and I'm not used to that. Yeah. Uh, she gave you quite the dressing down, didn't she? Somewhat, yes. Mm -hmm. And she reminded you of your demotion? Yes, she did. Seems she... to be a common theme tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a captain. Captain, commander, you can call me whatever you want. She even called you a trigger-happy flyboy, didn't she? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, in front of everyone on the bridge. Yes. Mm -hmm. And to top it off, she refused to share the details of the res resistance escape plan with you. The Correct. one... Oh, I'm not done. The one person whose recklessness single-handedly led to the decimation of the resistance's entire bomber squadron, correct? Objection, argumentative. Sustained. It's actually multiple questions. Try again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, thank you, Your Honor. Uh, she refused to share the plans of the resistance escape plan with you, correct? Correct. And... Your recklessness single-handedly led to the decimation of the resistance's entire bomber squadron? Objection, argumentative. Sustained. Oh, well, fine. Her refusal, to <laughs> <laughs> Her refusal to share classified information concerned you, didn't it? Concerns an understatement, yes. Is it fair to say that you had a bad feeling about her? <laughs> sums it up pretty good. Mm -hmm. But isn't it true, as a black squadron commander, you withheld classified mission details from your own pilots on some missions? Possibly. Yeah, um, but Snap Wexley and your other pilots didn't accuse you of being a traitor or a coward for that, did they? No, they didn't. And they didn't hold you at Blaster Point, right? No, they didn't. And they didn't take your command from you, right? No, they couldn't. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But you accused Vice Admiral Holdo of being a traitor. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was you who sanctioned the plan for Finn and Rose to find a master code breaker and infiltrate the dreadnought supremacy, didn't you? I did. And Vice Ma a plan that Vice Admiral Holdo had no idea about, right? No, she didn't. In fact, if I remember correctly, you said your plan was need to know and Vice Admiral Holdo didn't need to know, right? Is that room bugged? <laughs> yes, I said that. Okay. So when you finally did inform uh, Holdo of your plan, she refused to go along with it, right? Yes. And at that point, you informed Vice Admiral Holdo that you were relieving her of her command, didn't you? I did. And you held Vice Admiral Holdo at Blaster Point, did you not? Yes. And you gave the order if they moved Stunham, correct? 
Correct. And you ordered the bridge to be cleared? It did. And you ordered the bridge to be sealed, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. But, so speaking of something had to be done, didn't your plan result in the almost complete decimation of the resistance? Argumentative calls for speculation. No, we can't answer. <laughs> it did turn out the way we wanted, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I have. Thank you, Your Honor. Does the defense have anything further? No, Your Honor. Trial counsel may close. Thank you, Your Honor. Dead heroes, no leaders. Captain Dameron may be the best pilot in the resistance, but his rash, reckless disobedience and his total disregard for the chain of command had real, tangible consequences. The evidence here has shown a set of conclusions that are as inescapable as the maw itself. That Captain Dameron willfully disobeyed a lawful order from a superior officer and he committed mutiny aboard the Raddus. Actions that are the very dictionary definition of conduct on becoming an officer. Actions that would shame an officer like Admiral Akbar. <laughs> now there first can be no doubt that Captain Dameron deliberately disobeyed General Organa's direct order to disengage above Dakar. I love alliteration. <laughs> you heard from General Organa herself. She explained that as the last of our forces evacuated the base on Dakar and boarded the Raddus, she instructed Captain Dameron to break off and disengage his attack on the First Order Dreadnought Fulminatrix, return to the fleet so that we could all escape to the safety of hyperspace. This wasn't a polite request. It wasn't an invitation to discuss things as a committee. This was a direct order. And in case there was any ambiguity to it in Captain Dameron's mind, General Organa said outright, this is an order. When General Organa gave the evacuation code signal at the Battle of Hoth, you did not see rogue squadron pilots like Wedge Antilles cowboy off in their snow speeders to go lasso a few more ATATs. No, when General Organa gives an order, she expects and the law demands that it be followed. In the face of that order, what did Captain Dameron do? But shut off his comm unit, ignore his commanding officer, and continue his attack on the, on the dreadnought, substituting his judgment for that of his superior officers. The ends cannot justify the means here. Now, Captain Dameron explained to his justifications. He saw a legitimate opportunity to take out a real threat in that dreadnought, and the prosecution isn't arguing against that. But that was not his call to make. The First Order could have arrived above Dakar with a chrome-plated, shiny new Death Star 3.0 and an entire legion of dreadnoughts, and it would not have changed the force and the legal effect of General Organa's order. Captain Dameron's lives, Captain Dameron's disobedience cost lives, simply put. Now these aren't cold statistics to be charted up by some astromech droid. These are living, breathing brothers and sisters in arms who paid the ultimate price for his actions. This is the crew of the Cobalt Hammer. Nick Sturd, Finch Dallow, Paige Tico. Forty heroes who gave their lives 
because he did what he wanted to do instead of what his commanding officer ordered him to do. There can also be no doubt that Captain Dameron committed mutiny aboard the Radis. You heard General Organa explain that when she regained consciousness, where did she find Captain Dameron but sealed on the bridge, armed with a blaster, with the Radis prepped for a hyperspace jump that neither she nor Vice Admiral Holdo had authorized. Now it was Vice Admiral Holdo, not Captain Dameron, who was lawfully put in charge of the fleet when General Organa became incapacitated. Captain Dameron absolutely could have been upset with the lack of information flowing to him from Vice Admiral Holdo. He absolutely could have vehemently disagreed with Vice Admiral Holdo's tactical uh, decision-making as the fleet escaped. But that was no excuse and no justification under the law to take up arms against the command staff and to violently seize control of the Radis and the rest of the fleet. Captain Dameron's assertion that he somehow believed, uh, or the odds that Captain Dameron honestly believed that Vice Admiral Holda was somehow a legitimate threat to the resistance are approximately 3,720 to 1. <laughs> this is the same Vice Admiral Holdo who General Organa had known for decades, the same Vice Admiral Holdo who had distinguished herself as a valiant combat leader at the Battle of Chiron Belt, the same Vice Admiral Holdo who could not be here to testify today because she gave her last full measure in defense of the resistance. Fellow resistance members, all eight of us. <laughs> Laugh it up, Fuzzballs. General Organa slapped Captain Dameron for his actions. Likewise, we ask you to slap Captain Dameron with the open hand of justice by finding him guilty, by finding him guilty of all charges and by leveling appropriate consequences for his devastating actions. May the force be with you. Defense closing, please. You want to take the first shot there, Major? I think that'll be me. Your Honor, members of the Tribunal, I am very mindful of the time. Therefore, I will attempt to accomplish that task which is most difficult for attorneys and to be brief. You've heard from... Captain Dameron today, you have heard what he did and why he did it. He is not hiding behind anything. He is here accepting full responsibility for his actions. What you also heard was that when faced with exceptional circumstances, which is what the resistance was facing during the events that are relevant to these proceedings, when faced with those type of circumstances, one cannot simply blindly follow orders. Captain Dameron knew this because he has learned the lessons of Star Wars history. <laughs> Slide one, please. Order 66, one of the turning points in galactic history. Soldiers blindly following a devastating order led to the near-complete annihilation of the Jedi Order. That then set the stage for years of oppression and the rise of the Empire. And at the same time, it bears noting that while this lesson is one that is very dark and foreboding, it simultaneously holds a ray of light because we later learned that a few select 
clone soldiers actually refused to follow those orders, namely Captain Rex of the famed 501st. Slide two, please. Speaking of the 501st, one of the most famous legions in history, we had a situation where the 501st was very nearly annihilated during the Battle of Umbara, during the Clone Wars, when General Pong Krell took over and repeatedly ordered the 501st into combat, where at one point they were even fighting against themselves. And it was only with the brave actions of some of the leaders, including Captain Rex, that the 501st stood down and then revealed General Krell as a traitor. Those were exceptional circumstances. And Captain Rex knew that when faced with those type of circumstances, one cannot simply blindly follow orders. Slide three, please. The crew of Rogue One, not very well known at the time. However, Jin Erso, Captain Cassian Andor, and a host of heroes, they were ordered to stay away from Scarif. But they refused because they knew that they were up against exceptional circumstances. And with their bravery and amazing actions, only through those sacrifices were the Death Star plans retrieved, which then laid the foundation for the victory at the Battle of Yavin. It is no exaggeration to say that if this had not occurred, the, the Rebel Alliance and now the Resistance may not even exist. So as we've told you, when faced with exceptional circumstances, one cannot simply blindly follow orders. And exception, circumstances do not get more exceptional than what we saw during these proceedings when the very survival of the resistance was at hand. We do not deny Captain Dameron's actions. We've shown you why he did what he did. We therefore ask that you find Captain Dameron not guilty for disobeying orders, not guilty for mutiny, and not guilty for conduct of becoming an officer. He could only act with the knowledge that he had at that time. It is easy to second guess in hindsight, but based on what he knew at the time when he thought that Vice Admiral Hodel could be a traitor, he had to act he could not simply blindly follow orders. And I remind everyone in this room that we are the spark that will light the fire, <laughs> that will burn the, resist the first order to the ground. <laughs> So normally we'd have a jury, but as you know, we don't have enough resistance officers left <laughs> to form a jury, so I'll be deciding the case, but I could use a little help. Did Poe Dameron disobey orders? If you think yes, raise your hand. I see all you who have your hands down. <laughs> he has a future in the first order. Did Poe Dameron act contrary to... Uh, being an, uh, as an officer and a gentleman, was his conduct unbecoming an officer and gentleman? Yes? It's closer. Did Poe Dameron commit mutiny? Yes? Yes. That's the most serious charge, and uh, he, uh, I, I will accept the advisory panel's verdicts. 
I will find... <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. May we impose an additional question? Was Captain Dameron justified well, in his actions? Not, no, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Nope. That's a matter for sentencing, not a matter for guilt or innocence. It is not a defense. <laughs> but it should be. So the accused... Please rise. Captain Dameron, you're found guilty of mutiny, found guilty of disobeying orders, and not guilty of conduct unbecoming. The question is that of sentencing. Who thinks Poe Dameron should be put to death? Say yes. Oh. We have eight people left. I I agree that he should not be put to death. No Christmas cards for you at Roser Hands. How many people believe he should get a medal? How many people think he should be sentenced to a term of years? So here's the way I'm going to... Here's what I'm going to do. He's not going to be put to death. He's not getting a medal. I do believe that Captain Dameron, for causing the unnecessary loss of life, decimating the resistance as he did, should serve a term of years. But I feel like as long as I keep him in this universe... He is going to be a distraction. I believe banishment is an appropriate punishment for Captain Dameron. But again, I don't know where in this universe I could send him. Close. I am going to banish Captain Dameron to another universe. I am going to sentence Captain Dameron to 10 years at the penal colony on Rurapente. <laughs> Live long and prosper. 